It is time now for Making Sense of the Markets with Lori Pinkowski. Lori is a Senior Portfolio Manager at Canaccord Genuity and joins us now. Good morning, Lori. Good morning, Simi. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. How are those markets doing? Well, markets are uh, slightly in the red this week. Uh, really, everybody's just focused on the U.S. debt ceiling. And, um, you know, I mean, one day there's little progress. The next day there's more progress being made. And although we do think a deal will be reached, it's just, you know, that kind of fight going back and forth between the two sides. And so so we're looking for a deal to be reached uh, by June 1st uh, or at least latest the first week of June. Uh, so that is really where markets are looking um, forward to. And I think at that point, we'll see, you know, markets pop based on that news. Okay, so you're anticipating that to happen. Uh, But in the meantime, how have the markets kind of been responding to all that? Yeah, you know, markets just don't like uncertainty. You know, even though, you know, most believe that a deal will be reached in time um, so that the U.S. does not run out of money, uh, you know, markets just don't like that hanging over its head. So, you know, we're we're waiting for that in anticipation. We've been through this many, many times before. So, again, you know, conversations with clients is that, you know, the belief is it will happen. Um, You know, if there was any sort of volatility leading up to that, you know, I to me that would be a buying opportunity because again we've seen the story before, we've seen it play out. The two political sides kind of you know show their muscles, and at the end of the day, it gets done. So that's what we're looking for, and and that's what's going to likely right. happen over the next week or two. Okay, so let's talk about what's been going on here in Canada. Then, what's going on with Canadian banks? Uh, yeah, Canadian banks are reporting uh, Bank of Montreal and Bank of Nova Scotia. Um, both banks reported that they were not able to kind of capitalize on higher interest rates and missing really earnings estimates due to higher loan loss provisions. And this is something, you know, we talked about, you know, in terms of variable rate holders and, you know, payments going higher, you know, are they able to continue on with their payments or people who have lines of credits? Uh, Bank of Montreal kicked off uh, bank earnings and they're actually down about 3.2% this morning. Bank of Nova Scotia is down uh, just 0.7% on the news. And CIBC, Royal and TD are all going to report tomorrow. Uh, So we'll be looking out again for, for what they have to say. But it's really not that surprising given how far interest rates have have gone and just what that means to Canadians because a lot of Canadians are holding way too much debt. We've talked about that before as well. Uh, Even though the banks are being more accommodative, they still have to kind of prepare for the idea that some people are not going to be able to afford uh, the mortgages that they've taken out. That's a big if though, isn't it? That's a very scary prospect for the markets for those people. Well, it it is. And, you know, and as we've spoken about um, that, the banks have become more accommodative in terms of, you know, extending people's amortization, uh, looking at interest only payments, you know, so that they can kind of survive during this time. But when you think mortgage rates have gone from 2% to 6%, uh, that's a massive increase in a very short amount of time. And some people even, you know, were stretched just to afford the mortgage that they got a year and a half ago. So that's where, you know, they're probably seeing the problem happen. But, you know, again, they don't want to hold a, a big basket of, of homes where people are walking away from their mortgages and 
home prices are declining. So they've learned a lot since 2008. So I don't expect that sort of meltdown to happen. Uh, I think the banks are smarter this time and, um, and hopefully they're he- going to help people through this tough period. I mean, the Bank of Canada has already talked about reducing rates later this year. Whether that's viable, it, it depends on where inflation is. Inflation's, you know, just above 4% right now in Canada. Target is 2%. Uh, they were expecting 3% sometime in summer. So, again, inflation moving in the right direction. So, hopefully, again, um, you know, variable uh, rate holders are going to be able to kind of uh, get through this tough period. Okay, so that's obviously one everybody's kind of keeping an eye on. But when it comes to um, real estate and houses, I, I know there's a lot of talk about investing in real estate these days. We we talked about some numbers from StatsCan showing what 20% of the market in BC is real estate investors. Do people do that for their retirement portfolio? Yeah, you know, I, I would say Vancouverites are very heavily weight, uh, heavily weighted towards real estate just because prices have gone up so much. So a lot of people uh, may own, you know, one rental property, even two sometimes or more. I mean, we do with some families that have a lot of real estate and is passed down even from generations to gener- to generation. And so, you know, real estate as part of your nest egg for retirement, you know, you, you a lot of people are kind of used to that. Um, uh, you know, even my mother, she's been a real estate agent for 40 years. And, uh, you know, people like in that generation, uh, an asset that they can touch and feel and, and, and visit. Um, so a lot of people end up having a lot of real estate. And, and so the returns, even though that they've been great over many, many years, um, you know, you take a look at that compared to the markets. And I mean, the S&P 500 has annualized, you know, 12 to 15% over the past 10 years. So also um, uh, has had a very good return. The one thing about um, investing in a portfolio, which, you know, as later in life, I see a lot of people end up selling their real estate, right? As they age, it's just too much to take care of. They don't want to deal with, <clears throat> they don't want to deal with, you know, rent renters. They don't want to deal with maintenance. They don't want to deal with a lot of things. So they end up selling their real estate, goes into a portfolio that provides for their retirement as well. Um, part of the, uh, you know, benefit of a portfolio versus real estate, and I think people should have both. I don't think it's one or the other. I don't think that's the answer. But real estate is, um, you know, not nearly as liquid as stocks and bonds are. I mean, you can buy today and sell tomorrow, you know, if you own Coca-Cola stock or Disney or whatever it is. Uh, and with real estate, you'd have to be a holder. And sometimes when the market comes down, as it has, and still down 15% uh, from the high, you know, a lot of people don't want to liquidate their real estate to fund their retirement. So again, looking at their portfolio to draw that income. Right. Okay. So that that's the tricky part though, right? Is that if you if you need to be able to draw money from it, do you have to liquidate the real estate to make that happen? Uh, well, in some cases you do. Um, and, you know, some people downsize even. Just speaking to a client yesterday, you know, they might be selling here in Vancouver, moving to the Okanagan. A lot of clients have moved to the island even, you know, because retirement just, you know, looks better if you have an injection of cash from selling, say, your principal residence and moving uh, to somewhere where maybe the cost of real estate is slightly lower. Um, you know, and, and you just want to make sure that you remain diversified um, and al- also look at all the costs in terms of real estate. So, you know, if there's strata fees, there's maintenance, 
Um, you know, and also just sometimes the stress of getting people in, getting people out in terms of renters and the quality of, of the people that you have in there um, can also be stressful for people at certain times. So so it's not that you shouldn't own real estate. Uh, it, it goes in a cycle as well, just like the markets do. But I think it's important not to be too heavily weighted um, in real estate, especially as a Vancouverite. And, you know, I've said, I, I don't think we're out of the woods yet, even though the real estate market has picked up in the last month, month and a half, um, you know, rates are still very high. Unless Bank of Canada turns around and starts reducing rates, you know, I, I don't think it's going to be a place where you're actually going to make money uh, in terms of the next 12 months. So I think you're you're better off uh, in a diversified portfolio. I think that, um, I, again, having exposure to real estate is okay, uh, but you just want to be careful of how much exposure you have because of liquidity, because of the cost and rental income. When you took when you take a look at it as a net investment, a net return um, is actually not that high compared to what you can get actually in a diversified hmm. portfolio of dividend paying stocks. Interesting. So, what about the tax implications? Yeah, I mean, tax implications, same thing. I mean, that's why I was saying some some families we deal with, uh, you know, have a lot of real estate and they've passed it from generation to generation um, in various ways, um, you know, and there's capital gains, uh, of course. Um, you know, if you pass away owning a bunch of real estate and you don't have it set up properly, it's going to be a deemed disposition. And so you just don't want to leave your family kind of high and dry. So you want to make sure even that you possibly have an insurance policy uh, that could pay for some of that future tax liability, right? Um, you don't you don't want uh, your family to wake up one day and realize they own a ton of ton of tax. Um, where they're forced to liquidate the real estate, perhaps at not the best price also, right? So again, a lot of people who own real estate and we project how much tax will have to be paid upon their death. And, uh, and we, we, look at, uh, we look to insurance to help with that so that their family is not uh, inconvenienced, but also not forced to liquidate at a bad time as well. So that's something you definitely want to talk to a financial planner about, your financial advisor, um, and make sure that they're, you know, providing some good advice around kind of your real estate holdings as well. All right. Sounds good. As always. Thank you, Lori. Thank you so much to me. Have a great week. You too. That's Lori Pinkowski. Lori is a senior portfolio manager at Canaccord Genuity. Now you can contact her team directly. Their number is 604-695-LORI, or you can visit their website at pinkowski.ca.